Two. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Legally Teaching Engineer Sports. I am Dylan Loga here with Sam and Max Loga. Sam, what episode are we on? What number? I think fifty. I'm not for sure though. You are correct. We are all the way to episode fifty. Max, what's the title? College football. I love you. So close. College football. We love oh. you. <laughs> Singular person. But yeah, we love college football. We're very excited it's back. We had week, what they call it, week zero, I believe. Um, we had some barn burners last week. Uh, no, we didn't. There were some pretty bad games. Uh, that's all right. We, we dipped our toe in the pool of college football. I think uh, we're all excited to have it back. There's going to be literally a full slate of games starting Thursday night. We have games Friday night. All day Saturday. We have a handful of games Sunday, which is fun. And then uh, one game Monday night. So uh, very excited to have cultural back. This is episode 50. We have a great slate ahead of us. We have a very interesting surrounding now. A former Toledo law professor will be stopping in to uh, put her two cents in on something. We have no idea, but we'll find out soon, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we have the college football preview. We... Uh, you know, we couldn't really find a real expert, so we ended up just with Matt Iwanski. So he'll be stopping in to be our college football expert. And then we'll, we have a new route for picks. Um, I'll, I'll do it now. Sam, you won the locks for the last year, so congratulations. Um, very good honor. You were the highest winning percentage. Uh, we're going to change it up. We're going to restart on picks, basically, and we're going to do some fun stuff with that. We'll get a sponsor, and then we'll get out of here. So episode 50, college football, we love you. Coming from the big house. There it is. I like it. It's actually, like, go it's ahead. Great segue video song because I, you guys hear that they came out new voices for that? Did they really? Because this is from yeah. the 2020. So, so we have, do you, either of you know who they are, the new voices? No, no. Darius Rucker, Lainey Wilson, and the, I don't know who this is, but the Cadillac 3. No idea. Only know Darius Rucker. <laughs> Wagon wheel. <laughs> yep. I like that. So good, good song choice, Max. Very well done. Um, before we get into our roundtable, I have a quick shout out. So last week I, had, I received an awesome video uh, sent to basically all of us. Uh, so shout out to our probably the youngest GHLs that we have, our great heroic listeners, uh, Mr. Grayson and Miss Blake. Hello there. And thank you for watching Legally Teaching Engineer Sports every week. We're happy you're there. Play this <laughs> episode. All right, let's get into some roundtable. Sam? Oh, God, absolutely. Uh, I don't really know, honestly. It was a weird weekend. A little bit of everything happened, but I don't know. Max? Oh, no, Sam, oh. I'll give you something to talk about. How about the Little League World Series? And how about that you ended up our big loser? Nice. I mean, I didn't watch any of it. I mean, kind of watched like one game. Um, but yeah, 
That's unfortunate. How did I end up last? I know I picked Regina Canada. That didn't <laughs> help the cause. By the skin of my teeth, I beat you, Sam. I told you, I texted Sam, told him I needed California to win and Sam needed Carousel to lose. That's how it came down to the championship. I can't and even believe I picked a team to be in the championship with who I picked. <laughs> they got there, which is impressive. That's probably what hurt they beat, me. They beat Chinese. Yeah, right. extra, extra game. If they would have been in a third place game, Sam, you might have been better off, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, because if I would have won. And... <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so just about the game itself, crazy game. Curacao had a grand slam the tie in the fifth. Um, and then California ended up winning with a walk-off home run in the sixth, bottom of the sixth. So Pretty cool, pretty crazy. California, I mean, the whole tournament was uh, something. California's first game was against Ohio. They won 4-3 and four innings. They called it crappy for Ohio, but smell ya. Um, Texas looked like a, probably the team that was supposed to win it from the U.S., but uh, California had the two horses out on the top of their batting order. So pretty cool. Good for them. Um, yeah, Sam is the winner, so we will have to get with you and let us know when you'll be paying yeah. those sales. And since I was the big winner, I get to tell you what color. Mm. Yeah, of course. I mean, it kind of has to be whatever Hannah has, but yeah, sure. I'll make it work. <laughs> hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe you can add to Hannah's color coordination there. Here we yeah, go. she doesn't need more. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Max, do you have anything going on? Yeah, um, there's no update on the Wandering Cuban. Just let people know if you listened last week. I Googled it before the show. No update. So I'll keep you informed on that one. But uh, shout out to Victor Hovland who I predicted to win the FedEx Cup. My dog won uh, $21.6 million in eight days. So it's pretty sweet. Good for him. And Dylan said, Dylan, what was the exact number every time he swung the club? Do you yeah, remember? so this was actually something that I wanted to talk about. Um, give me a second. I pulled the photo here. He, it's Makes a... you uh, really wish you went into golf at a younger age, huh? Oh, yeah, no doubt. He's He's got a good... It doesn't good seem style. like one of the more difficult sports. It's just repetition. It's just muscle memory, right? Yeah. Play the more you play. I just think it's the courses that they play on. That too, but at the same time, you can always play at the same course. Just pick one course, win it, get a quick eight mail. See you next year. (laughs) It's very true. (laughs) There are are rules, though, that don't allow that. So (laughs) it might be difficult. Um, But his season earnings, so I'm going to break it down to you, Max, like what I told you. $33 million. 33.5 33.5 million, so shitload of money. Like, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> um, her event, so he went to, I think Sam, so they're required to go to everything except they can dip out of two or three. I don't know if exactly. Yeah, they about. just changed that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but he won 1.5 per event, just showing up. He won 1.5 per hole. So there's 18 holes, right? He, I think he made every single cut this year mm-hmm. per hole. He was making 20 thousand dollars per shot here's what max is looking for yeah five thousand one hundred forty two dollars per shot every time you just hit a golf ball that's how much money you made that's a good year yeah it's pretty yeah. sweet and that ball could have went sideways for all they care about but he's still collecting that money crazy um so quickly just follow that up money money talks contract things steven strasberg uh so he won the uh, world series with the washington nationals in 2019 then Nationals were like you were awesome. He was a World Series MVP, I believe. Ah, uh, he might not have been, but he was. He won a couple of games in the World Series, and so the Nationals gave him a huge contract, two hundred million dollar plus. Um, let's hear how that contract worked out because he got hurt 
So he didn't, and he's retiring now. So he didn't pitch that much. He pitched like less than a hundred innings, I believe. And here's how much he made: four hundred sixty thousand per pitch, two point six million per out, seven point eight million per inning, thirty one million dollars per start. Wow, that's that's bad. Wild Good for him, but bad for the Washington Nationals. Yeah, that's tough. That's that's one they're rubbing your head on. Ooh. I like to see the breakdown of Miggy, though, if we're being honest. That's what I was going to segue into my, my next thing. Shout out to Miguel and Justin Verlander. Probably the last time they ever get to duke it out. So that was pretty sweet. I don't know if you saw the videos with the tip of the cap. And mm. Dylan and I were there, and Justin Verlander was warming up in the Houston Astros bullpen. Half the stadium was on that side, and then Alex Faedo was warming up in the Tigers bullpen, and he had about a couple 12-year-olds looking for a ball. That was about it. Yep. So good times. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild. Uh, hopefully, we saw Miguel's last home run ever, 510. That was pretty cool. Got to see that. Um, so, Sam has nothing. Are you sure, Sam? Still nothing. Nah, I got nothing. All right. Max, do you have anything else? Uh, I have something else, but uh, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for a later date. I'll circle it, and I'll bring it back up in the next podcast. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about quickly – Fantasy football. Um, Max, what did you think of your draft? Who were your – let's just hear your top two picks and tell me how you generally thought about your, what you think about your team. Uh, well, my top pick was Jamar Chase, and then I'd have to say my second overall would be uh, Patrick Mahomes. And according to ESPN Fantasy, they think I'm going to finish second in the league, so I think I did pretty well. So you'll yeah, probably end last. So. <laughs> hey, well, speaking <laughs> of last, Dylan, where are you projected to finish? Uh, higher than Sam, <laughs> but lower than me, right? Project it, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. So, Why don't you higher than you, Sam? Yeah, I'm not doing it this year. The, the buy in was too high, the risk reward wasn't worth it. Uh, to all those that believe fantasy football is a need, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, Have so, yourself a nice group of friends that want to do it for fun, for free. No risk, no reward. Found out Sunday morning, draft Sunday night, Sam's not in. I don't know whose fault it is. Is it our, is it our expert college football guy? It could be. Is it mine? Maybe. Is it Sam's? Probably. <laughs> um, either way. Like, that's, that's a life lesson for everybody. Amen. Just it don't really participate. At, at the end of the day, oh, I don't know if that was a life lesson. But <laughs> there's a lesson there. Uh, so, Max, you took Chase. You didn't hit your second round pick, though. Who was your second round pick? Third was uh, that. My second round pick is going to be my running back, Joe Mixon. Mixon, nice. I gave Max shit because he picked two guys on the same team. My first round pick, so I was eight, and I took, you know, um, shit, who did I take? I took a running back. Not Najee Harris, but oh, Nick Chubb. Yep. So I'm going to get a Nick Chubb shirt. Chubb. I like that. And I took Amon Ross, St. Brown. Those are my top two picks. I really liked my my draft. I was ruxing and out. Like I took it to bed with me and I had like, I just thought about it at night. So um, I liked my draft, but yeah, I'm ranked 12th. I'm ranked to finish dead last in our, in our league. So maybe it wasn't so good. Oh, well. Uh, ESPN knows nothing. <laughs> I agree, mm-hmm. sir. Thank you. I think they know something. They got me in the right spot. 
In all honesty, Sam, I respect Max, that's just because you drafted Mahomes. They don't care. But literally, they saw, oh, he got Mahomes. <laughs> that's You're not wrong. That. That's what I told Oh, him. he's going to win. You're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> it happens. We'll still, we'll still need Sam's input each week. It'll just be from, like, as a fan. So I'm looking forward to that. An outsider looking in. Fair enough, Sam? Very, very outside. Yes. <laughs> all right. Good deal. Um, all right. With that. Excuse me. Let's get to Serenity now. Serenity now. Uh, now sponsored by Stadium Designs. Uh, pay ten dollars, hop on to be our celebrity Serenity now speaker, and receive an LTS shirt of your choice, designed by Stadium Designs. Tonight, we have the one and only Professor McPeak. Professor McPeak is, in fact, a native of Poland who grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and is currently associate dean for Academic Affairs and Program Innovation Associate Professor of Law and Director, Center for Law, Ethics and Commerce. But more importantly, before that, Professor McPeak taught one of the best attorneys in Metro Detroit, the University of Toledo College of Law. Professor McPeak, thank you for joining Legally Teaching Engineer Sports. Hi, and uh, that's probably outdated because I, I changed some of my titles, but- Damn it. Just oh, your you know, former professor. That's all. That's all good. Yeah, that works. All right. Well, the Google did me wrong then. Um, <laughs> my right. fault. I, I don't. I don't. I don't keep myself updated online. Yeah, you missed the beginning. So I did nail that you're a native of Poland. You grew up in San Francisco Bay Area, though, right? That's that is uh, that is all accurate. Yes. Got that. All right. So freshman peak. The stage is yours. Let's hear it. Okay. So I'm supposed to complain about something uh, having to do with sports. Hopefully. Okay. So my hopefully. Uh, so my my thing is uh, technology and sport. So since I do a lot about law and technology, one thing that I've been seeing is uh, performance enhancing technology and sport. Uh, and some of the places we're going with that where we have a lot of wearable technology that will be like implantables at some point in time. We have um, great prostheses for para athletics, but at some point Will we allow those just for enhancement instead of disability in sport? Um, so going beyond like, you know, how do you feel about VAR when you watch soccer to like, are we going to have a cyborg league? Oh. How's that? Okay. That and the reason, the reason it's, a, it's my uh, serenity now moment is that I don't want to lose the humanity in sport. If it's like technology for the sake of the well-being of athletes, but if it's just for performance, then I'm like, can we just can we just keep the humanity it's almost steroid ish right it is absolutely yeah yeah it's like steroids but with uh you know that sci-fi futuristic aspect to it so are you a you're not against technology for accuracy then correct i mean i find it a little annoying but i'll get used <laughs> to it yeah so i mean I, but I will say, if I go to an NFL game, I kind of wish I had the yellow line to help me figure out the first down. So I like what, and I like the camera angles. Like watching sports at home is far more entertaining. So we all adjust to technology eventually, but not that long in the future. We're going to have to deal with uh, with a lot of these like technology enhancements. Do you think the nerds are going to take over sports? Um. That is a fantastic question to ask a law professor. Um, <laughs> I will say uh, no, they won't, but the nerds will uh, certainly find money-making ways to create technology for sport. 
Interesting. I like it. Wow. wow. Is, was was this too academic-y? No, I've <laughs> never, never thought about them using it. I've obviously like the Paralympics and the having implants, stuff like that. It's awesome. And that's how it should be used. I've never thought about making like a whole league out of, yeah, wow. Not even that. Like if someone tears his ACL, right? Instead of uh, getting it repaired or something, we're going to switch to like the, I don't know, this new techno something rather than another, right? Yeah. Technobot. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, just introducing it. Wow. Yeah. So it is. And it's something that, you know, you got to think about at a certain point, like where do we draw the line and it's just going to keep moving. Damn. That's scary. That's exciting. <laughs> is it scary? <laughs> exciting? Um, frustrating? Hey, Dylan and Max are literally just talking about doing a league where they just let people rip steroids. This is it, guys. Right. This is the league. <laughs> that's so true. I just had yeah. something a couple of weeks ago, actually. There's a billionaire that's making like a, the Olympics, but he's going to allow people to have steroids. And he wants to see like the supernatural ability come out. Yeah. So uh, do you remember the show American Gladiators? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so there's a documentary on Netflix about American gladiators, which I found fascinating. And it talks about just the degree with which they're destroying their bodies with injury, steroid, everything else. And it was just like, it was pretty wild. So that that also got me thinking about that, right? And just in terms of like, can we just let people use their natural ability? But then again, you know, shouldn't they also get safety equipment? Shouldn't they also get state-of-the-art, you know, uniforms and then at a certain point like you know shouldn't they just have them uh prostheses that make them run faster i don't know i'm so, so the, the future is going to be weird that's all <laughs> i gotta say wow the more you know that just opened my mind up to more so many more things professor mcpeak very well done starting now excellent thank you so much for being here and thank you in the future thank you <laughs> yeah in our weird distant future <laughs> all right, thank you. Bye, all. <laughs> all right that's crazy very well done that was that's so true though because i didn't even think like think about matthew boyd who just did something to his elbow and he's done for the year no screw that we'll strap on some bionic arm and make him throw yep yeah but you gotta have technology in sports i mean you look at like soccer players that wear you know the tracking technology yeah. and they know how far and Honestly, I think baseball is going to move to it. We're not going to have umpires anymore. They're going to go to a, a strike zone by a camera. It's just. I'm okay with it's it. Gonna, you're not with it? No, I said I'm, I am okay with that. Yeah, I think using it to make it accurate. Like VAR, people that are mad about VAR don't love the sport. They love just arguing or fighting over nothingness. Like that, that makes it better. The call is right. Yeah, it might upset yeah. you, but the call is right. <laughs> I think that's the best part of it. Like, I'm a fan of watching teams that deserve to win, win. So, like, if you score a goal and they call it no goal, but it's really a goal, it's a goal. Yeah. Well, that's stupid. Um, that wasn't the <laughs> surrounding now, but that was the most profound surrounding now, I will say. I, I really appreciated it. So, that was well done by Professor McPeak. Uh, speaking of Professor McPeak, a former student of Professor McPeak, one of her favorite students that she ever had matthew iwanski steps into the stepped up to the plate now as our college football expert he currently uh helms from the metro atlanta area where he is an associate athletic director of compliance for kennesaw state university fear the owls matthew previously worked at the university of george mason the 
shithole of Ohio State, Georgetown University, and of course, the University of Toledo. Matthew, we've had you on, but this is our first time like actually having you on for a segment. So thank you for taking the time to be on. I'm really looking forward to you uh, being our college football expert. I think most people who are people that care about people, like these people, know that you, Anthony, and I go to college football games every year. So um, I think college football is in your veins. You also, I'll say this, you played D2 at Delta State, which is like a small call, or I don't know, small, but it's college in Mississippi. Um, so you also have that knowledge to go with. So, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, uh, thanks for having me. We're at the best time of year. So uh, happy to talk about college football as, uh, you know, it, it's what fuels me. Nothing, nothing gets me going like college football. Love so that. where are you guys going this year? Matt? We're watching, uh, we'll be watching a wonderful Michigan football game. Uh, <laughs> hopefully beat the absolute piss out of the Bowling Green Falcons. Yep. Uh, so go Rockets <laughs> and uh, go Blue. I like that. All right, good deal. Yeah, so this year we're, I'm hosting Sam. We're going to be uh, going to the big house. Uh, Anthony, Matt, and myself, we're going to go watch Michigan and Bowling Green. Uh, like Matt said, hopefully an ass whooping. Going to be a barn burner. It's uh, Michigan's only night game, so that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, cool. that, that is the only night game at the big house this year, so that is pretty exciting. Um, so, yeah, Matt's here. He's a big college football guy, as you just mentioned. Um, just so everyone knows what we're going to do. Uh, we changed the, the picks up this year a little bit, so we've got a fun idea. After we get through our college football preview, we've got a fun idea for picks. We're all in on the same picks, kind of like what college game, game day does, but we're going to do it better because we're going to add spreads to it. Um, so before we get there, we're going to talk about college ball itself. I'm very excited for college ball this year. We've got a little change already. We have four new teams to the big 12. Hopefully you guys are all aware of that. Um, we've got a lot of quarterbacks coming back to the pac 12. So that'll be interesting. Um, and we've got some powerhouses in the big 10. So I think after I said all that, let's start in the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is, I failed to say this, but he's a huge Florida State guy. So I first met him in law school and this prick, his favorite team, <laughs> they won a national title. So it was tough. Had to deal with all that. Him and Jameis stealing crab legs and whatnot. So we get the backstory on why you're a Florida State fan, Matt. Yeah. You know, uh, family born in Florida, um, kind of the family school. Uh, aunts, uncles, siblings, everyone kind of went there. Uh, family or boosters, that kind of thing. So just kind of born and raised uh, Florida State fan and have always loved them. It's always just kind of been the, the school that's on TV on Saturday afternoons. Do you ever think they're going to have to change their name from the Seminoles? No, they, uh, they have huge support from the Seminole tribe down in Florida. It's kind of like a almost right. Uh, like the Seminole tribe is like, big in North Florida and still supports Florida state to this day. So it's why they have um, their live mascot with the horse, that horse and the mascot is actually provided by the Seminole tribe every year. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. They do have probably the best mascots up there. That's one of the best. They throw a flaming spear into the turf. It is pretty sweet. <laughs> Top five entrance of college football in my opinion. Yeah, no, they're definitely up there. I would agree um all right let's get into it so we'll start with sam he was drinking and he couldn't say no 
Uh, Sam, give me your ACC champion. So the ACC does have a title game. So you have to also give me who they beat in the title game. Yeah, sure. That well, I was only supposed to find a champion. All right. Um, let's see. So I'm gonna take UNC as the champs, because uh, why not? And then I guess we'll take them to beat Clemson. Will probably be there. So Clemson. Yep. So that's good. All right. No, I mean I think it's probably a good guess or a good pick. So North Carolina over Clemson. Max? Uh, Matt would be happy with this. I'm going to take Florida State. They're going to beat Clemson, but I think they're going to the, they're gonna lose to Clemson during the regular season. It's going to kind of be a revenge tour kind of thing. Somehow they're going to get there with a loss, and they're going to meet up with Clemson. So, Matt, what you got? Uh, I'm going to – Pull the great uh, elite Corso. Great pick, Max. Great pick. <laughs> um, Florida State, I think um, that, you know, obviously the underdog favorite behind Clemson to win the win the conference this year. I think they're favored in a lot of people's minds, but uh, still got to take down the champs. Um, but I, I think with no divisions this year, um, you know, Florida State and Clemson uh, at that point, I think it'll be their only conference loss in season, one of the two, and then they'll reface uh, each other in that conference championship game to decide who goes to the CFP. And you take Florida State? Uh, I think I, I, I think I take, um, unfortunately, I think I take Florida State regular season uh, to then lose to Clemson in the conference championship game. Wow. That's a great That's a true college, a true college football fan right there. And I'll explain it. They they play Clemson like week three. Yep. So it's so early. Clemson's got a young quarterback that's got to develop still. So we'll we'll see him in the conference. So I think I take Clemson out, right? They beat him twice. No, actually, I'm sorry, man. I don't even put Florida State in the championship game. I'm going to pit, uh, put a actual University of Pittsburgh. So dark horse. I think Florida State's probably the best athletic lead town and everything in the ACC. I just think they probably do what we've seen Florida State do the last couple of years, uh, just lose games when they should never lose games. I think as what we're watching Louisville last year, they should have beat them. Uh, Florida State is just a frustrating team at times. I think Matt knows it better than anyone else. I think they do probably come very close to putting it all together this year. I just don't think they're there yet. The quarterback is awesome. Uh, Jordan Travis, he's really awesome. Probably top top four Heisman candidate. So Florida State's very close, but I'm going to take Clemson to beat Pittsburgh um, and get to the college football playoff. Um, with that though, Max, get us going on the Big Ten. What you, what are you thinking over there? Well, I mean, I'm gonna be a homer. I'm gonna pick Michigan. It's obviously it's gonna come down to Michigan, Ohio State, and I think I can tell you right now, college football playoff, both of them will get in. That game's yeah, it's sweet to go win the Big Ten, but I think if one of them loses, they're gonna be two or three, and you're not really gonna get knocked out for losing either way. The way it shakes out, so that's the way I see it. But Ooh. Michigan. Who do you have beaten in the West? Uh, I think in the West, that's it's like throwing a dart in the night. But uh, give me Iowa because they got Caden. I'd love to see Iowa come play Michigan. They got uh, the tight end. Who's yeah, the tight end? Eric All. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm gonna do. I'm picking the exact same thing. So let's go next. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan over Iowa. I think it does come down to Michigan Ohio State, like Max said. Penn State's dark horse of sorts. I think they're gonna sit around the top ten all year. So maybe. I don't know. Matt, what you got in the Big Ten? I love both of your guys' picks already. I'm Iowa out of the West, I think, with uh, getting Cade. 
they got a quarterback that can actually throw the ball downfield a little bit and a defense that uh, is pretty tough to beat and in even worse circumstances. Um, I heard something the other day. I don't remember who it was, but it, it was Michigan is, uh, you know, built to beat Ohio State and Ohio State's built to beat the SEC. So I think Michigan wins the Big Ten again, beats Ohio State again. Um, I think, like Max said, no matter what, I think they both go into that week undefeated. Um, and no matter what, they both probably have a chance at the CFP. So um, I just don't think with Ohio State having the turnover on the offensive line, the quarterback, um, if they're going to be able to match up, I still think they have defensive issues. And uh, Michigan's got the veteran quarterback that'll tear them apart again, I think, like they did last year. So, Yeah, so that was Brandon Walker on Barstool said that. And that guy is about as smart as this beer can I'm looking at. So take that with a grain of salt. But, um, yeah, Sam, what you got? Uh, I think college football has grown boring in their top teams. So we're going to go with a Penn State victory in the Big Ten and then a Nebraska on the other side to make some moves. I'm tired of Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia. It's annoying. I want to see different things happen. So hopefully that can be this year, but it probably won't be. (laughs) And who do you have winning it at all? Nebraska or Penn State? We'll get – uh, Penn State winning it all. Yeah. I think that's a, it's actually a safe pick. <laughs> I mean, in reality, yeah, but they're not going to beat the dogs. We'll see. <laughs> Harbaugh's not there for what, four games? Yeah. Max, you're going to have to take over hosting. I need a minute. <laughs> all right. Let's jump down to the Big 12. Personally, my favorite conference. So, Matt, <laughs> who do you have in the Big 12? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I got uh, – I haven't looked into if they – did they switch out of divisions or they still have divisions? No switched division. out. They switched out, so no divisions. So, no divisions. Uh, you got to go with, uh, you know, Houston, I think, has got to be a favorite year one coming in. Uh, explosive offense, pretty talented roster. Um, and then I like um, Texas Tech. Uh, to be one of those top uh, 10 teams this year. Again, explosive offense. Don't know that they can cover anybody, but don't know that you have to in the, the Big 12. So, <laughs> Very true. That's why it's my favorite conference. You never know what you're going to get. Dylan, who do you have? Matt, I think Houston's at five and a half wins over under right now. So very, very bold pick. <laughs> Underrated, man. I think they're going to be competitive. All right. So hit the over, he says. Uh, and I could be off, could be six and a half. Uh, but I will take, I'm very boring. Sorry, Sam, you're not wrong. There's, there is a lack of parity on top of the whole uh, country. And so like, I'm going to go king of lack of parity. The two teams that are dipping out after this year, they're going to be in a conference title game, uh, Texas, Oklahoma. And I'm going to take Texas to beat Oklahoma. Very much so a lack of parity, but definitely the two best quarterbacks. Um, like, like Oklahoma State has a quarterback that sat on Michigan's bench last year, uh, Bowman. He's like, he left Texas Tech, went to Michigan, sat on the bench, didn't touch a football, and now he's starting for Oklahoma State. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think those are two best teams in the Big 12, Texas and Oklahoma. Max? Uh, so, Max or Sam? Personally, this is one of my favorite conferences because you never know what you're going to get. And I love that. You know, it's, Better's worst nightmare, but watching college football, it's so much fun. So give me Texas to play Kansas State. 
I love the Jew uniforms. Don't know much about them, but give me Texas to win it all there. Just hook them. And then they come into the big house next year as Big 12 champions in Michigan. So relax them, so. Sam? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's you like this this conference. It has, what, five teams in Texas? All within, like, X amount of difference. It's a ridiculous conference. Uh, but I would take a Texas-BYU championship game. Give me BYU. Make it interesting. Hey. Yeah. Never count out the Mormons. <laughs> hey, they stay focused throughout the year. <laughs> and if you don't, they kick you off the team. Um. All right, good stuff. Max, take us to the next conference. Uh, we're going to save the best for last, so let's go to the SEC. <laughs> Dylan, you can go first. In the SEC, who are you rolling with? Um, here to irritate Sam some more, so <laughs> Alabama over Georgia. A lot of surprise there. I mean, I guess I didn't take Georgia over Alabama, so a little bit of surprise. And I see a lot of people actually taking LSU to win the West over Alabama, but I think Alabama, I don't know, Nick Saban's pissed off. Like, I think they're probably going to clean clean house, probably win every game on their schedule and uh, go to the CFP as a number two seed. Uh, so, yeah, give me Bama to beat Georgia. Sam, who you got? Bama, Georgia. That's a good one. Uh, I would say a Tennessee-Georgia matchup, and i take Tennessee to win it all. I like Tennessee. <laughs> Yeah, their celebration last year, two years ago, whatever, that, that made me a Tennessee fan for life. So, Joe Milton. Joe Milton. Matt, who are you rolling with? Yeah, I mean, Georgia's got the weakest schedule in college football this year, so they'll be undefeated going into the SEC championship game. Uh, Toss-up definitely between the three in the West, NM, LSU, Bama. But, uh, yeah, I'm rolling with Bama. Um Nick Saban's going to just try to kill everybody this year. He's going to put 70 up on everybody that he can. So give me Bama out of SEC. I will knock the SEC for doing what I hate in college football. And about week 10, they pull out a Division II team and decide to play them. I can't stand that. That bothers me every year they do that. But for the SEC, I have Bama playing Tennessee. Dylan mentioned his name, Joe Milton. I can't stand Georgia for the last couple of years for obvious reasons. So... Give me Bama to shellac Tennessee in the SEC championship game. Tennessee gets there. I'd be surprised if Joe Milton makes it to the end of the year. I think if there was if there was a bet somewhere that I could bet Joe Milton to not be the starter for Tennessee in week 12, I would hammer that. <laughs> Watch <laughs> him go on and win the Heisman. If Joe Milton wins the Heisman, I'll eat paint on one of our podcasts. Right? So that's not going to happen. <laughs> never say never. There's no chance. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last but not least, we had to save it for last because the conference will not be there next year, the Pac-12. So, Sam, do the honors. Who do you have in the Pac-12? The Wild West. Got to rip them. uh, Oregon Ducks to win it all. And I'll have them play. I mean, I don't even know who is in this, but – I guess you could go Colorado, right? The new coach, the vibe, maybe. Sure, why not? <laughs> the conference doesn't even matter. It's why dead. not? He's only got like three toes on one foot, so maybe that's good luck. <laughs> he doesn't need toes. He beat your ass, he'll eat your ass, beat your ass, and then wipe your ass. All right, Matt, who do you got? Um, yeah, I, 
Not Colorado. I think they win like four football games. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say to win it all. Um, I think uh, you got to kind of pick USC. I think they probably have the best quarterback in the country and the most talent probably across the board. So USC uh, out of that side. And uh, I'm going to pick the other favorite with uh, Washington uh, for them to meet up in the conference championship game. I think uh, I haven't seen Washington play this year, but if they play any kind of physical brand of football, give me Washington to to win the Pac-12 this year. That's a great pick. I got Washington over USC. Um, I think I think uh, Kale Looms is really good, but I think Michael Penix is better actually. Um, and I think. If Washington, like Matt just said, if Washington plays physical, like you, uh, for like Utah, so Utah won the Pac-12 last year and beat the piss out of uh, USC in the championship game. I think that could happen again this year. I think Washington could go hammer time on USC. I think USC is pound for pound the most talented team, but I'll take the Huskies. Um, yeah, and if you if you want to get a glimpse of the Huskies, they go to East Lansing. I think week two, so do tickets now. Nighttime game. Anyways. Uh, Next. good pick, good pick, fellas. But I'm gonna go uh, Utah. Nobody's talking about the Utes returning quarterback when Rose Bowl. Give me the Utes to play the Huskies. Give me them Utes to get the dub. Give me Utah to beat Washington for the Pac 12. Name their starting quarterback. I don't know. He looks like a dirty dishwasher. That? Uh, yeah, I can't name it. To be honest Sam Reasing. Sorry, Sam. Did you want me to ask you? <laughs> Utah right. has a football team. <laughs> Love that. Love all right, so we all see the clock right now. So what we're gonna do, guys, is we're gonna give our nothing. So we're gonna call this. This is a Sam's gonna do a symphony snip snip and then morph it together because he's a magician and excellent with his techno skills. Um, so if you're listening right now, you're gonna be like, "Oh, this is just playing continuously," but because Sam is awesome. Um, but the four of us are going to hop off and then we'll see you in a second.